Raise your hand if you have heard about what's happening at Asbury. Anyone? The revival? Raise your hand if you've heard about the movie uh, with Jonathan Rumi, The Jesus Revolution. If you have not, then my homily might make absolutely no sense to you today, but that's okay because a lot of times our homilies don't make a lot of sense to you today. Uh, but I'd like to make a little bit of a Catholic response to Asbury and also to the movie The Jesus Revolution, all within the context of today's gospel passage on the second Sunday of Lent, which is the Transfiguration. First is this. Religious experiences are real and powerful. Religious experiences are real and they are powerful. If we look at the Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John had a religious experience. They were walking along and they saw something, witnessed something, and heard something that was not ordinary. There are many times when they were with Jesus that things were ordinary. They ate food. They had meals. Miraculous things didn't happen all the time. Jesus went to sleep. But at this moment, there is a powerful, transformative religious experience. And it happened. And it was real. It really did happen. So much so that all four gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all of them tell this story. What's happening at Asbury is real. There is a revival and people are converted and people are coming to know the Lord Jesus. That's real. It happens. For those of you who saw the movie The Jesus Revolution or might possibly do so, in the 1970s, there was a movement in our nation and people came to know the Lord Jesus in a very real way. It made the front page of newspapers, of Time magazine. It was real. And the same is true in your life. Many of you have had religious experiences. Many of you have felt the intimacy of God. Whether it was at a, whether it was at a retreat, whether it was at mass, whether it was at adoration, whether it was at a conference, you have experienced God in a very powerful and real way. And for many of you, that is why you are here today. So first is this. Religious experiences are real, they are powerful, and they exist. Second, religious experiences exist because people are brought to them. If you go to the very beginning of the story of the Transfiguration, it says, Jesus took Peter, James, and John up a mountain. Peter, James, and John were taken by Jesus. They didn't see a bulletin. They didn't see a flyer. It didn't show up on their social media account. They were brought up a mountain by Jesus, and then they had a religious experience. And the same is true for the majority of you. For the vast majority of us, if we really ask the question surrounding our religious experiences, there's normally someone who drug us there, not drugged. They didn't like drug you to get there. But they, they said, you're going on this retreat. You're going to this conference. We're going to this. You are going on this marriage encounter. You're going on this pre-Cana retreat. And then what happens? You have a religious experience. 
Religious experiences often happen because someone takes you, sometimes against your own will. I have been to the Holy Land six times. I have seen Mount Tabor. I have been to the top of Mount Tabor. If any of you saw Mount Tabor, you would not go up it willingly. Someone would have to take you up there. In fact, the mountain is so high that the pilgrims who go there actually get taxis because to walk up the mountain, most people would probably die. But the mountain is very peculiar because it just, it literally juts out of a very flat plain. Anybody in their right mind would walk around the, the mountain. It's really more of like a, a big mound. They were taken up that mountain by Jesus, most likely against their will. Religious experiences often happen because someone takes people there. If you watch the movie, This Jesus Revolution, that revolution took place because people invited other people. They had experienced Jesus, they became convicted about Jesus, and they then brought their friends. And the same is true for us, my brothers and sisters. If we want to renew the church, if we want revival in our own midst, it's not going to happen through flyers. It's not going to happen through emails. It's going to happen by us bringing people to Jesus in the sacraments. Every religious experience is real and powerful. Religious experiences take place when someone takes you to Jesus. Number three is this. Religious experience happen for a purpose and for a specific time. But they still have meaning after that. Religious experiences exist for a purpose and for a specific time, but they still have meaning for us today. So let's look at the Transfiguration, which is our gospel passage today. It existed for a very specific purpose in time. And in fact, in the Gospels, the Transfiguration always takes place immediately after Jesus tells his disciples that he's going to be crucified. What, what was the purpose and meaning of the transfiguration 2,000 years ago? Well, here you have Peter, James, and John and all the other apostles, and they are in desolation. They are in despair. They have given up everything to follow this Jesus, and now he tells them they're going to die. He's going to die. That wasn't part of the game when they, when, when they bought into this. So then, the transfiguration gives them hope to know that after his death, there will be a resurrection. In Asbury, and in the Jesus Revolution, these religious experiences are happening in a time and in a place for a specific message. If you watch the movie The Jesus Revolution, the Jesus Revolution happened because so many people were literally tripping out on acid and had entered into free love and had given their body to everybody but Jesus. And there comes to a point when you consume so many drugs and so much alcohol and you have so much wild love that you realize that it doesn't satisfy. And so many people had literally sold their soul to the world that they realized that it wasn't satisfying them. And the Jesus Revolution came about really because the hippie movement was not satisfying everybody. And people finally realized that it was the road to destruction. And they found another road 
another road about love and freedom and peace, not rooted in pleasure, but rooted in a person named Jesus Christ. If you tried to recreate the, the hippie movement right now, it wouldn't work because there are no hippies right now. What do we have right now? What, what, what's, the, what, what's our era defined as? Minimalism, mediocrity, and technology. That's our world right now. So why is what is happening in Asbury, if you read about what's happening, a lot of people are saying what's happening in Asbury is in result of COVID shutting down these young people's lives and having no human contact and relationship and a true deep encounter with other human beings. Realize that the people at Asbury right now, Three years ago, remember, COVID broke out on March 19th. In, the, in like the, the shutdowns really shut the world down on March 17th in the year 2020. Every freshman, sophomore, and junior at Asbury had a traumatic experience in their high school life, which took away their prom and their sports and their ability to relate to other human beings that they understood as being normal. Which also took them away from their churches and from prayer and community and fellowship. Many people are saying that Asbury is a response to a specific time, a specific situation that's happening in our world where there is a longing and a hunger for God and a longing and a hunger for community, for fellowship, and for reality. So, what about in your life? The majority, if you look back at the religious experience you've had in your life, there was something happening, and it was real. For some of you, it might have been your senior retreat. For some of you, it might have been a marriage encounter. For some of you, it might have been another situation that you were going through in your life. Having a child, the death of a loved one. But in the midst of those moments, God touches our hearts, and God provides for us in such real ways. Because he loves us. Just as he loved Peter, James, and John, and thus in the midst of him telling them that he was going to die, he gave them the transfiguration. Just in the Jesus revolution, as people were strung out on drugs and lies, they turned to the Lord. Just as our world has been shut down, people are now opening up. The same is true in our own religious experiences. Religious experiences are real and powerful. Religious experiences happen when someone takes you to them. Religious experiences exist for a purpose and a time, and yet their message is real even today. The fourth is this. Religious experiences use really broke people. We often look at the transfiguration, we forget who, who, who Jesus took to the top of that mountain. His white... His clothes become dazzling white, Moses and Elijah there, and we're distracted often on the three that are there. Who is Peter? Peter is the one who denies our Lord to his face on Holy Thursday. Peter is a sinner. James is a follower. James flees with the other ten in the garden on Holy Thursday night. John is the only one 
I have no judgment at all on Asbury. But do your research on the Jesus Revolution. And you will find that the character that is played by Jonathan Rumi, the TV Jesus, Lonnie Frisbee, after he founded the Jesus movement, divorced his wife, and lived a homosexual lifestyle. And a pretty rampant one. In religious movements, God uses really broken people. Whether that be Peter, whether that be Lonnie Frisbee, or whether that be you and me. God's been using broken people since Adam and Eve. But it doesn't discredit the reality that God is working. Because religious experiences are real and powerful. They exist for a purpose. They exist because people bring and take people to them. They use broken people. And eventually, religious experiences end. If you look at the Transfiguration, Peter, in all four gospel accounts of the Transfiguration, tells Jesus, hey, let's build some booths. Let's just stay here. Let's stay here forever. One of the reasons why I love doing youth ministry is bringing young people on a conference or a retreat, and you get to like the last day, and the kids are like, I don't want to go home. Father, I hated you on day one when you took my cell phone from me, but now I love you. And I love everybody in this room, and we just want to stay here forever. And I'm like, no, you're going home. I don't want to be here with you forever. The reality is that every religious experience comes to an end. Peter wanted to build booths. Many of us who have been on retreats or conferences, we don't want them to end. But they do end. And out of those movements, things become founded. In the movie, The Jesus Revolution, Chuck Smith, the founder of Calvary Chapel, founded his church in 1965. He founded a church. One of his disciples, a disciple of both Chuck Smith and Lonnie Frisbee, his name is Greg Laurie. In 1972, he became the founder of the Harvest Christian Fellowship, one of the largest churches in our country. Chuck Smith founded a church in 1965, Laurie, Greg Laurie, in 1972. So what about you? Well, brothers and sisters, your church was founded 2,000 years ago. Because a group of three disciples had a religious encounter and they were sinners. And that revival was first preached, not on a college campus, but in Jerusalem, by a sinner named Peter. He preached the first revival. And he founded a church. And that is the Church of Jesus Christ. And that revival has continued for now 2,000 years. Sometimes in loud and glorious ways, and sometimes in silent ways that people easily forget about. Right across this parking lot right now, 
is our Perpetual Adoration Chapel. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, a revival is happening right here where 24 hours a day, people are praying. If you do your research on what happened in Asbury, that college would come together three times a week for prayer. And one time when they were gathered for prayer, there were some of the young people that just said, we, we just want to linger. We, we, we don't want to leave. We just want to stay. Like Peter on the mountain. They said, we don't want to go. And so they didn't go. And in Asbury, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, people came and prayed. Welcome to Perpetual Adoration. An unnoticed and easily forgotten revival that's happening in your midst. You see, my brothers and sisters, religious experiences are real and powerful. They happen when we take people to them. They exist for a purpose but still have meaning today. Religious experiences use broken people and religious experiences have effects that are captured in churches. Today I want you to recall the religious experiences of your own life and to have gratitude in your heart and to praise the Lord for them and to thank the Lord for them. To feel his intimacy and to know that it's real and powerful. To pray for the grace today to take people to Jesus. To realize that your religious experiences and mine exist for a purpose and that we're all sinners in need of continual revival in our world. Let's pray for the grace of transfiguration. Let's pray for the grace of revival and renewal in our lives, in our community, in our world, in our church. Through God's grace, may it be so.